Welcome to the Static Zone podcast, everyone, where we discuss everything you watched back when TVs had a static, snowy cover channel before you popped in your VHS or switched over to Channel 3. We are... Yeah, Static Zone. It's the first episode, can you tell? Yep, all right, whatever. With me is my co-host in the Static Zone, who still declares his love for the Power Glove because it's so bad. Corey, a.k.a. Tornado Jones. I never agreed to that sentence but okay <laughs> yeah i also wasn't sure if i should even refer to you as tornado jones or if that matters or you have like three names on the internet anymore so doesn't um, care yeah. government knows me so right yeah uh and i am your nintendo gameplay counselor scotty mo so before we kick things off on the first episode of the static zone podcast I thought we would give a little bit of our background for anyone that, um, God help you if this is your introduction to us, but, uh, let's just talk about ourselves real quick. So Corey, what do you do and who is your daddy and what does he do? He works at, uh, he works at Nintendo. No, uh, so my name is Corey, uh, AKA Tornado Jones. Uh, I am a Twitch affiliate streamer. Uh, I do a lot of digital content producing and management for the Megavisions which is something we're both part of and uh, specifically the Twitch team. And uh, let's see. I also do my own podcast. Probably one of the reasons that we even know each other and it's called the Scrubverse podcast. I do that with my fellow co-hosts, Eddie and Chris. Uh, And yeah. And I put here on my docket that I have a bad, uh, (laughs) a bad habit of being heavily influenced by anything red letter media says. You do. You do. I I have only gotten slightly upset with you with your opinions that are not your own and only theirs first with that Nick Cage movie that you have not seen. I did you see it yet? I haven't seen that one. I want to see his new one, which is Pig, which is supposed to be amazing. That's good. Um, I mean, that's good that he's in a good movie. By the way, I just dated this episode, so... <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. Um, we're not really sure yet, uh, at the time of this recording, you know, what we're going to say or how we're going to reference things. We're very much figuring this out and feeling this out. It's only episode one, but I am Scotty Moe. People on the internet, that's what they call me. Uh, my quick background, I am the Megavisions Magazine Content Manager, so I do manage the content in that physical magazine, um, and I also am a Twitch co-host with Corey. Uh, and a website content contributor with Megavisions. Um, and I casually upload parody unboxings on YouTube for video games and whatever else. Um, and along with that, we've got a... T- oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> and along with that, we've got even a 24-hour marathon coming up with the Megavisions crew uh, to celebrate the Dreamcast and Extra Life and good stuff like that. So for some reason, we thought now is a good a time as any to start a new podcast and add something else to our overflowing well, right. plates. So for anyone that is listening to this and you come from Scrubverse or you come from Megavisions, specifically Megavisions, and you were familiar with the Sideshow, right. this is kind of what we want. We decided that we didn't want the Sideshow to be just Megavisions because I'm more on the Scrubverse side uh, Scott, or Scotty's more on the Megavision side. So we said, let's screw it. We want to be able to talk about whatever we want on this podcast, whether it be movies, whether it be cool tech that we grew up with, whether it be video games. I Shoot, I wouldn't even mind talking about music and maybe albums or musicians, you know, down the road. But we figured that stuff wouldn't be the best fit for either the Megavision show or Scrubverse. So we're, we decided to do this, which is the Static Zone podcast, which will also do spoiler episodes on the, yeah. uh, this oh, for sure. as well. 
and yeah. we won't it won't always just be us like it might mm-hmm. be you know scotty and chris one week or it might be me and powell one week talking about something like that's what we want it to be or it might just be three people talking about it. i don't think we want to get more than three because then it can get a little cluttered we'll with see yeah conversations and all that but it's the whole reason we wanted to start this so yeah a lot of people like the sideshow and they're like bring back the sideshow so we said okay we're just going to do it this way though that was uh something with it as well i i the sideshow was my baby on there and um i it was something that i wanted to do to incorporate just a series of literally side discussions like if we're um it comes from that because Corey and I have both done video game podcasts. I, my podcasting background, like for the better, probably over or around 10 years, I've done podcasting for video gaming related things. And I'm kind of tired of that structure. So, uh, that's at the time of this recording, I've already announced my departure of the mega visions podcast, only the podcast, not the site or magazine or anything. But, um, it was a combination of that. And the sideshow had to be put on hold a year and a half ago or something because it was too difficult to do uh two podcasts living together and hosting both and putting out something consistently and without spreading ourselves too thin but the initial idea of the sideshow was like it literally came from it it's almost like uh how how adam sandler was like i wanted to take a vacation in hawaii so we filmed the movie in hawaii you know it was my mindset was i have not played shenmue 2 yet shenmue 3 is coming out uh, I want to play Shenmue 2, but I know I'm going to have say- things to say about that, so let's start a podcast. And it started with the sideshow of just discussing Shenmue 2. Because if we were doing that in a weekly thing on a game podcast, it would be like, here's the 20-minute Shenmue 2 section, you know? So, yeah. Um, yeah. Or with a movie, you know, um, we've had our different movie discussions, and those have been pretty passionate, but it's also not directly related to what either uh, Scrubverse or Megavisions is doing. Um, so I'm glad you brought that up because I was thinking about that today and I didn't have it on the docket. So that's why you're the co-host. Um, why I'm but, here. I don't write anything down, but I come up with good shit. So. Yeah, I try not to write everything down, but sometimes I have to. Otherwise, I will forget what I need to say and just lose myself. But this is but, good. This is peanut butter jelly. This is you, the structured one. And then this is me kind of structured, but also I'm like I'm like Maverick. Right. lethal weapons so. <laughs> okay sure why not uh so this is the peanut butter jelly and sometimes we'll bring in a baseball bat um because yeah. honestly because um, Corey and i agree too much on some things so that doesn't provide for interesting discussion and uh i think that'll be but it doesn't mean we'll be boring so we'll see you know what happens as we go here um the, and these episodes might be an hour long they might be three hours long we don't know what we found between our podcasts separately and our interests separately is that the two of us can talk about whatever because we both ramble and we're like, dude, let's just bring back what would be the sideshow. But fuck it. It doesn't need to be all Sega. It doesn't need to be all retro. Let's right. do whatever. So what better way to start it than with 1989's classic, The Wizard? So now what's the. To give a little story on why we're doing this episode first, don't you? There's something related with Mega Visions with the Wizard, right? Mm, I, I, well, I mean, in the back of my head, I kept thinking I want to do the sideshow again. I want to bring it back. The best way to bring it back, because we've we covered everything from like a playthrough of Snatcher to the Mortal Kombat movie to very bad movies. Um, Doom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was thinking more of Game Over. Um, to, uh, and, and, and 
please take that with a grain of salt. For those watching the video version that eventually comes out, I'm wearing a Mystery Science Theater 3000 shirt. When I say a movie is bad, like, I will find bad movies to watch. But there was a movie that, that from it, we, we, we retracted Chris Powell's opinion or any, he was not allowed to make recommendations anymore. He was no longer a credible source. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the more professional way to say it. Um, so we thought if we were going to bring back the sideshow, why not bring it back with like one of arguably the first video game movies, the wizard, because that's an easy way to just, it's no matter who you're talking to, if you grew up in the eighties or nineties, um, or even early two thousands, you know, this movie and it can spark a discussion, whether you hate it or love it or didn't understand why it existed. So it's it's easy. It's, it's uh, low hanging fruit, but who cares? And and it's Once kind of also get, incredible that somehow we had not talked about it yet with the sideshow. Yeah, uh, but let's get into like the facts about the movie first, because I sure. can, I got a lot of opinions about this movie that I would like to start getting into. So okay, I will say uh, real quick too. Full disclosure: um, I watched this twice beforehand, and I because I wanted to make sure that uh, actually two full disclosures. First full disclosure, we are not in any way sponsored by Shout Factory, but we're sure as hell going to talk about them a lot because they put yeah. out some great things. Um, yeah, they do. Notably is this version of The Wizard that I watched, uh, which I will hold up. The oh, I hate, don't you hate this? You like screw up the cover. Um, they did yeah. a cool little, uh, if anyone is familiar with the, uh, with Advent, I think it's called Adventure Land. And I don't mean the depressing movie starring Kirsten whatever. Uh, that was filmed in Pittsburgh. Um, <laughs> cool little eight bit, sixteen bit cover with Jimmy, Corey, Corey, Haley. Haley. Just Haley. watched this movie twice, and I can't remember their yeah, name. I so you watched that version. You watched yeah. the Blu-ray version. Uh, you watched it twice. Did you watch it with commentary at all? Yeah, that's why I wanted to watch the director's commentary, uh, and then yeah. also just let the movie play for its own thing because it. Like I've watched this, this collect or this version of it just came out in 2020, I think. Yes, um, I remember when it was announced. And so, so I had watched it recently when we got it, and so I thought I'll watch a director's commentary, and then I'll also watch it just to absorb it gotcha. uh, as it should be seen. So that that's my two things is I want to let people know I watch it with director commentary to kind of provide tidbits as well, but also that we're not sponsored by Shot Factory, but they're going to be referenced in probably every episode we talk about a movie. So, yeah, more than likely. <laughs> yeah, it might be sometimes that's the only place we could have got the movie. So <laughs> honestly, yeah, like this thing, I don't I think this was released on DVD. I didn't look too far into that, but I know it's not free on any streaming service right now shit i that was one thing i meant to look up before this we'll be better prepared is, next time folks i swear i was gonna say that is actually incorrect uh i had well oh, i have prime? it on it's on prime uh yeah. through the stars package so i think we pay a little bit extra and we have the stars package though that or it's, is or it's actually might be the imdb package because it's on their channel that you can right, watch it from probably that's uh, the one that in uh um peacock are probably i feel like the only services we haven't bought yet Ugh. Yeah, we have Discovery Plus. Oh, we don't even have anyway, that. Anyway, well, anyway, let's get into let's the Let's do some facts, run it down, yeah. run down the yeah. numbers here. Directed by Todd Holland. Um movie synopsis is it's a it's a it's 89 but it still feels 90s as hell. Um Yes. Cuz I think it was like kind of when like the neons were bleeding over into the 90s but not as invasive as they were in the 80s, those colors. Um Yeah. And 
they they were organizing the neon vomit going into the nineties is the best way to say it. It was still neon vomit. In yeah, the yeah, but they but it since it's video games, it's more like grids and grays and blacks, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. but it's it's just it's a kid's runaway story, uh, going on an adventure to get to California, and along the way they learn that one of them is a gaming wizard, which I have not heard anywhere other than this movie, unless it's pinball wizard. Uh, and they. Yeah, it has to be. And so with that, someone being a super pro gamer, they have to enter video Armageddon and hilarious, hilarious adventures ensue. Uh, this movie released December 15th, 1989. What I did just find out as I was looking up information, the Power Glove released December 3rd, 1989. So that's crazy. Um, the yep. gross, the, I couldn't find, um, uh, unfortunately with a movie this old, it's hard to find hard facts of money. Uh, but the yeah. estimated budget was six million dollars. The gross domestic opening weekend was two million, so that's not good. Um, nope. But gross worldwide was fourteen million, which is pretty good for the '80s, but just good for a movie to make any profit. I mean, it's, um, pro- it's all it's over double the profit. So yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and oh, you know what? Shoot, I had to. I meant to have this window open, and it might slow me down a little bit. My audio. Because I wanted to look at what else released that weekend. So it was going up against lots of things I don't recognize. Well, Back to the Future Part 2, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, The Little Mermaid, um, which was, fun fact, the first movie I ever saw in theaters. Um, Picked the wrong one. I guess so. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm literally That's trying to look. That's a pretty big hitter. Big Ooh, and all dogs, all dogs go to heaven. I'm just, I'm trying to look like other family friendly yeah, movies yeah. around that time. So, um, it's a lot. That's a lot of big competition. Yeah, especially Back to the Future Part Two, just because the first one did so well and landed on a cliffhanger. Yeah. Well, this movie I think made up most. Like it, it we see it was a profit, but it probably right. made a lot more money with its. You know the VHS releases, maybe not so much the VHS releases, but like once it became like like nostalgia to be like, oh, everyone needs to watch this movie. Like we need to go back and watch The Wizard, like all that stuff. So yeah, 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 yeah. What's interesting is Universal put out Back to the Future Part Two and The Wizard and Parenthood. They had three movies out this weekend. I don't think you really see that at all anymore. It's like this company is releasing this movie. No, this weekend, yeah, it'd be you know detrimental I mean? for them to yeah. do that. So. Yeah. Um, uh, so along with that, we'll just finish up with like the actors. We'll cover, uh, finalize yeah. the facts here. Um, it stars Fred Savage. Everybody knows him from the Wonder Years. Uh, also Little Monsters and people forget, but Princess Bride. Um, he is. And uh, he he, I don't want to say he peaked as a young actor, but like his acting didn't get better. He was just immediately gifted as a child. I feel <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean. Well, I mean, uh, it's he's just a good kid actor, is what he is. Yeah. like that. It's those eyebrows. It's that brow. They're expressive. They're yeah. very expressive. <laughs> um, and then we also had Jenny Lewis. Uh, she didn't do as many big hits movie-wise, but she was in Pleasantville. She was in episodes of Roseanne. Uh, and she went on to form the indie rock group Rilo Kiley. Uh, and then they broke up, and she now puts out solo music just under her name, Jenny Lewis. Um and also Luke Edwards, who plays Jimmy, Jimmy? the yep. special kid, we'll just call him, because this movie is so mean. <laughs> but, get me to the opinions, man, because I got yeah, a lot of we'll shit get, to talk about. We'll get about, there. So. Um, but I, I learned some things, though, looking at this. He was in Newsies, uh, and he was also in Jeepers oh. Creepers 2. And 
more recently, he actually did some Q&As for this movie that ends up on the bonus disc uh, oh, through nice. Shout Factory. So it's kind of cool um, that he's grown up and talking about the movie and stuff. Um, and then we also have the more notable, well, maybe mm, Fred Savage was probably honestly the biggest name, even though these two other names were big actors. Uh, Bo Bridges, um, brother of Jeff Bridges, you know, Tron and everything. Um, and also Christian Slater, uh, which is just like Man. such a crazy. It makes sense for the time, but to think of him in this role is is weird. But I mean, it's Christian Slater being misses, Christian Slater. Yeah, am I the only one that misses Christian Slater? Like, I really miss Christian. No, Slater. Um, Rachel, my girlfriend, for those that don't know, she has a sticker of him on the back of her phone. <laughs> that's so that that's hilarious. But before I forget, as soon as I saw the dad who is who Bo Bridges plays, I went, oh, look at Great Value John Ritter. That's exactly what I said. Oh, when I he could have. He could. Well, he could have been in this movie but i can't see him being mean so he couldn't <laughs> uh, yeah yeah maybe we'll see uh but no yeah christian slater even though like they don't have he doesn't have all the screen time but the screen time that he does have i there were parts where he legitimately made me laugh christian slater did yeah he I uh love, he, I, I like christian slater so i'd say he partially represents the audience in this movie uh, just in yeah, terms of how the you reply. Of yeah. this movie. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he uh, unfortunately a lot of his lines are just punchlines, uh, but it still kind of well, needs to be there for the sake of between, continuation. Yeah. There's character um, development between him and the dad and all that stuff too. So yeah, he yeah. And then um, one last factoid here: uh, just the reception uh, that I notated was that it was honestly panned in the ratings, despite financially succeeding, as we just mentioned. Um, a lot of people just straight up compared it to Rain Man, uh, Rain Man. I said that too quick, and basically just exploitation, like sponsors left and right. But I will, I, I'll probably forget about this as we get going. This was a time when sponsors were not a business. Like the director mentioned in the commentary, like you didn't have to go through all these hoops and red tapes to get. Yeah. You could just literally say, like, can we? Can they be drinking a Pepsi in this scene? Do we need to get some Pepsi? All right, Pepsi gave us some Pepsis. They're drinking Pepsi now. Like it was nothing. Yeah. So, so oh, that okay. So, th I have always been told, or I've always had the assumption that this movie was just one big ass fucking commercial for n not only Nintendo, but just like everything in general. And I'm like, this, mm -hmm. I, I got about three fourths of the way through, and I was like, this is not true at all. Like, this is no. an actual movie that has a good storyline that just happens to get overshadowed by the very little amount of Nintendo mentioned throughout the movie. Yes. Even though they show the games, they only it takes them until. until oh, I have timestamps. Do you want? Do you want a timestamp? Well, I'll hold off because it's kind of later in the movie, so we'll hold off on it. But okay, I, I counted and saw how long it took for them to actually say Nintendo. Oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah, the uh, that's kind of all I had for the factoids. Um, I've got IMDb up if we forget something or if anything else happens that. And the the only thing people remember from this game from yep from this movie is that it had Mario three in it, which was the yep. first time anyone saw it. And the the kid says, "I love the Power Glove. It's so bad." There's literally nothing else anybody remembers from this. <laughs> but, I mean, there's like the California well, and you got thousand on Double Dragon. Yeah, those. Oh I yeah, okay. Hearing those a lot, but the two you right. mentioned, yeah, those are the ones that everyone's like, "That's what that whole movie's about." I'm like. 
after watching it, I'm just like, this movie, this movie, first of all, is he's got some layers. It's incredibly dark. It is an oh, incredibly it... dark movie for people have ne- who have never seen it. Because this is my first viewing of it. I had always been aware of it. Like, I hmm. knew what it was. Interesting. But until last night, I watched it last night, and then I watched it today. And I was just like, this is legitimately a good movie. Like it's I did just not like, know that this was your first time seeing it. That's cool. Yeah, this is my very, like, I sat down last night about 8 o'clock, and I was just like, I gotta watch this. And I'm gonna be honest with you, in the first 30 minutes, I was like, I do not like this movie. Like, I was not <laughs> liking the movie at all. Like, I was like, what is this avant-garde, the kid walking into the camera at the very beginning with some music yeah, going with it? with the was, incredibly low-flying plane? Dude, that, that thing was like 20 was feet drunk. off the ground. That pilot was drunk because at one point the plane kind of dips to the right. And you're yeah, like, he oh, does shit, this little like kid. waving yeah. his wings. Um, like he hits a patch of air that he wasn't ready for, but he handled it. Jesus. I've always, I've wondered about that. And and um, so what was his the, what was the director's name? Todd. I want to get his Todd last Holland. name right. Holland. So Holland mentions when I'm watching... He do, he talks about that's a good shot of the kid just slowly walking up. That's a good excuse yeah. to just have the credits drag and stuff. Um, but he's like, I felt so bad for having this child walk like thirty feet in the desert road. Yeah. And then he's like, and this plane is flying way too low. Like he says something. Like he is surprised <laughs> to see that again. Like he's like, um, but it was just that's funny great. that because it's like, yeah, dude, that plane is fucking low. Like unless they couldn't get a wider shot or something, it's just it's like. First, first glaring thing that would not happen in a movie now with a child is how low that plane is. He he points out multiple times where like okay, okay, child safety laws are very different now. This would not happen. This would not Daddy, happen. There's a point where they're in Reno and they're walking around the our kids arcade and there's a girl dressed up like a bartending hostess. Yeah, that didn't make she's sense. Like, she's like Twizzlers, like you know, Rice Krispie treats, you know, all this stuff. And I was just like. This is weird. Like that, there are parts of this movie where I was just like, "This is weird." But yeah. Then there are other parts in the next scene. It's just like, "Oh, that was actually like." So we're gonna get into it right now. I just I gotta go. I'm gonna bounce around. That's just how I do things. But I want to lay this out, out before you say that. Uh, some okay. mistake I hate I made with the sideshow is I went through bullet points of the movie and we basically discussed an outline yeah. of the movie. We're not doing that in this because it's a bad habit of me, a uh, bad habit of mine. So I was going to straight up, I was going to straight up just say this one thing before I lose it. It is not until yep. 16 minutes before the first video game shows up in this movie. Go ahead with your thought. <laughs> up until that point, it's just like, oh, there's this kid, Jimmy. He's obviously, at first I thought I was like, oh, this kid is, you know, on the autism spectrum. I was like, he's, that's, I didn't even that think that. Doing. I didn't even think well, that watching this again. He's good at, he's at good at video games and that's synonymous with like doing that. He wants to build stuff. He's very repetitive with the stuff he, he does. No, you fucking find out that it's PTSD because Apparently. he watched his twin sister drowned in front of him and yeah. he didn't do anything to save her. So it's like, this all right, bridge like to Terabithia. Seven. We'll just take some of that. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> the minute I like because Hallie had walked Hallie, my wife, for people that don't know, she walked into my office and she like walks in right when they're explaining that. And she goes, what are you watching? I was like, I don't fucking know. Like <laughs> it was Scotty. Was like, Scotty told me to watch it. 
Yeah, because at the beginning of the movie, like, that's the whole thing, is Jimmy is basically running away from home, and all he says is California. That's where he wants to go, is California. And they're... There's very dysfunctional family. You can obviously well, see Well, we should also point out that Jimmy is, like, very, like, stoic and doesn't really have emotions. Like, all he says. So that's why people think something's wrong with him. Quote, yeah, he's quote. very, like, kind of, like, shell-shocked. He's just kind of, like, yeah. always just focused and, like, he's focused on one thing. Uh, his It's very dysfunctional family that used to be a good, perfect family, but something, you know, the death of his twin sister broke the family yeah. apart. And, uh, but his mom has legal custody of him and the the new yes. dad they're like we're putting him in a home and then fred savage is like dad and to christian slater they're putting our brother in a home and basically fred savage is just like fuck that shit we're gonna go save him and then we're gonna go to california right 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 there um what's interesting is they throw all that at you pretty quick uh, comparatively to how the rest of this movie goes and but there's like 40 minutes of deleted scenes for this thing um oh, really that uh that director holland was talking about that he he had it was going to be a two and a half hour movie but they had to uh greatly cut it back because like it was like in the signed contract 90 minutes for a family comedy basically oh yeah Yeah. um and so I, i started to watch some of the deleted scenes and um and i was actually interested in them like they were pretty much just diving into why this family is a piece of shit now and his Fred Savage's character wanting to go to the arcade. And, like, there's the scene where um, Christian Slater's character takes the truck for the night and then brings oh, it back muddy. Okay. Yeah, I was, I watched, so I, I watched this with director's commentary, then I watched some of the uh, deleted scenes, but when I saw the ticker that was 40 minutes of deleted scenes, I was like, oh, I can't watch all of this right now. I need to, like, do other stuff before the podcast yeah. tomorrow. And, but, so I watched, like, a couple minutes, and then I put the movie on with no commentary and he was talking about bring the truck back. I was like, Oh, they filmed that whole thing. Like they, they filmed so much. But what's interesting is one of Fred Savage's friends, um, is the kid who later plays Rufio in hook. He's not even in this movie outside of the deleted scenes. Yeah. So, he's not, which, like, and he's Fred like, Savage's a, character doesn't have any friends. If you look at this movie. Yeah. It's very strange, but like, I thought that was weird because he's a good actor. That kid is a good actor as a child actor. Um, but so I, I kind of want to go back and just watch the other deleted scenes because it really does. What it does is it just brings in more background of the family. But I can see why also they cut so much of that because you really do need like, let's get going here. This is a 90s kid adventure. Yeah. We don't need to see more dysfunctional that's family the, stuff. That's the thing. I'm like when I'm watching this movie and this is like the first 30 minutes, I'd say maybe the first like 15 minutes. This all all this like serious shit kind of goes down and you're just like the whole time. I'm like, is this a kid's movie? <laughs> Was this yeah. for kids? It throws some heavy like, stuff at kid? you. Yeah, it's super, like, you're like, oh, okay, they're doing, like, the kooky, like, all this stuff. And then you're like, oh, you find out the next, you know, they get their, they get beat up and all their money's stolen. And you're just like, what, like, what is going on here? And, like, there's, like, very weird undertones. There's one part where, hey, uh, uh, yeah, Haley yells out to, like, so there's a, there's a guy, sorry, I'm jumping around, but there's a guy that the mom has, the mom and uh, stepdad have hired to basically, he tracks down runaways. Is what I guess does. child protective services didn't exist, so this guy does his job or something. Creepy Woody Harrelson is what I kept calling him. Woody so. Harrelson? No, Woody Harrelson yeah. is enjoyable. This guy is a, a balding piece of shit. I don't know. It, He's got that he, that that Texas neck bolo. Uh, what is it called? It's a bolo. Yeah, I don't know that. Like that 
to me screams douchebag and i'm sorry to any texans listening yeah I, could i generalize any more please um but the like he just looks like a douchebag he 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 oozes douchebag but this movie does yeah. start this movie starts serious because it's a kid walking down a, a a empty road and then a state trooper grabs him not grabs okay. him but like a state trooper has to confront him and put him in his car while an airplane nearly hits them and it's like take him back to his mom cuz she's property or he's whatever and blah 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 meanwhile fred savage just walks into the fucking house that he's in like the 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 assisted children under oh, for the, gifted the, like, youngsters mental, i don't know yeah the, the institute that they put him in he just like, the institute which is just a farmhouse yeah he walks in behind the guy delivering hostess twinkies or some shit <laughs> yeah there's so much of this that is so can we talk connected. about that scene though because i got that's another scene where you're like is this for kids because Fred Savage is walking down the halls, and it's kind of like a very uh, Silence of the Lambs with, like, Jodie Foster's walking through and looking into each of the cells, because he's looking uh, at each of the rooms, yeah, looking I thought, for Jimmy. I thought more like one flew over the cuckoo's nest, if anything. That, I mean, yeah, because of the Institute, but you're just looking at it, and you're like, all oh, these kids, like, because they just have all these kids in front of, like, these kids obviously do have some kind of you know, trauma or issues, and they're just in front of TVs, and they just kind of, like, turn and look at Fred Savage, you're like, this is fucking <laughs> they, sad. They have like, traumas or issues, but every single door is wide fucking open, so they could just leave yeah. at any time. <laughs> and they're watching weird, they're not even watching, like, cartoons or anything, they're just watching, like, weird, like, One kid's watching like, Animal Kingdom, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's really, really weird, and it does a really good job of, like, oh, they he's gotta get Jimmy out of there. Like, Jimmy does, like, yeah, it's... At that point, that early, I was just like, okay, I'm kind of in. Like, I understand that there's this – he's breaking him out because he legitimately loves Jimmy. Like, he yeah. does. He's like – even though he tries he, – Fred Savage's character has, like, a, as much as a, I don't know, 10-year-old or a 13-year-old can have machoism. Like, mm. that's what he does try to do. Like, mm -hmm. he tries to be like, oh, Jimmy doesn't talk like, like care about me and stuff like that. We don't talk like that. And you're like, no, that's the reason you broke him out. That's the reason you were yelling at your dad. You're just like, they're going to put him in a home. Like – and I was just like, all right, all right, I'm in. You got me. But then there's just other times with the whole, like, he grabbed my breast from Haley. And I was just like, all right, that's a good way to get the cops called <laughs> on a guy that you don't want him around. But still. And they just let that guy go, like, five hours later. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. The 80s were flying by the seat of their pants, I'll tell you. It, it's, it's... I don't know how, and I know it's a movie, but this was, like, when child snatching was, like, the rage. And it was happening all the time. And these kids are hitchhiking in the back of trucks. They're, like, on the back of motorcycles at one point. They're jumping in Hostess. Uh, you know, they get a ride from Spanky, the truck driver. Spanky. Like, Good old Spanky. Spanky. Something Comes wasn't in a right pinch. with Spanky either. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> uh, yeah, the... And you mentioned how sad it is. I still can't tell if Haley is homeless or if her dad is an actual truck driver, I guess he is. I've I've watched this movie probably less than ten times in my life, but most recently in the past year and a half, three times. But yeah. I, I think that her dad is a truck driver who's never around, yeah. which makes sense because that's you are living on the road. But right. she's like twelve, so I don't feel like he would just trust her to live in a trailer uh, like the neighboring town of Tremors One. Um, Perfection number two. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's, I believe, it's, it's I believe like it's, half of that is true. Yeah, that's so dark and depressing, though, that she's just a kid that lives on her own in this trailer. Like, could pro 
if I lived on my own in the trailer, I would not be where she is. Like, I would not be exploring or going on adventures. I would just sit in that trailer and, and play my Game Boy. <laughs> That's why I think uh, she does, actually, what she said when she was saying she goes on the road with her dad and he sends her home sometimes early, so she's not always on the road. I think that was true, but because of that, she doesn't have a bunch of friends because when yeah. Fred, that yeah. when Corey asked him, ask her like, what about your friends? She goes, I got a bunch of friends, so many friends that I don't need any more friends. She talks about the lavish house that they have and all that stuff. So that scene, one of those, oh uh, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of things as we go, but yeah, go ahead. But it's just like, I've seen, I, I remember kids like that growing up that would talk about how like they have all this awesome stuff because their home life isn't the greatest. Her mom left because she had a gambling problem. And like oh, her I dad is always on. Her dad she's is a well, showgirl. Oh well, no, and she, and says she that. had great legs, which is what every daughter says about their mother. <laughs> yeah, but she said she learned how to play craps because her mom had a habit. So oh, okay. That's why okay. either she left because she took all their money, or the dad took her and left, and now he actually is on the road. Mm. So even with that, like it's very and there's multiple storyline like. The, it's going to sound stupid, but this movie kind of does that, like, what Marvel does with all the all the storylines are happening, and it's all going towards one thing. Like, mm -hmm. all the Marvel movies before, you know, how they are now, it was all going to Thanos. It was all going to Infinity War and all that. Right. All these have, like, storylines. You got Christian Slater and the dad. They're trying to, you know, get and find them, but they're also having their storyline and then you got like the weirdo detective with his storyline, and there's a storyline with him and the dad. Detective is a like, loose term for him, sir. Yeah, you know, um, child. What is his child retriever? Which just sounds yeah. Weird. Nothing sound. No title with child in the name sounds good. Um, no, but not at all. the everybody's going to Thanos in the Marvel movies, which is to prevent Armageddon. But in this one, everyone's trying to get yeah. together for video Armageddon. Yes, yeah, we did it. This. Throw no out the memes <laughs> of the ultimate connection or whatever the fuck the internet says against MCU anymore. The ultimate team up garbage time, you know. I don't. Um, I don't really watch those Marvel movies anymore. But the um uh ba 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 Forgot what I was gonna say now. Something about uh her mom having a gambling problem and it's it's lost me now. But yeah, I don't. As someone that's recently been to Reno, Reno is like that. Yeah, like that's all I can say. So I have not. I have been in a casino in Jersey and felt incredibly out of place because I don't gamble, um, and that's my story. We showed up on a Tuesday and the roulette tables weren't open, so I left. So. Yeah. Well, they didn't know what but, day they need to be open. There's no windows in there. Uh, that's what. Yeah. But no. What, uh, overall, I mean, base, and then through all this. Uh, we see, like you said, 16 minutes in is the first time you see a video game, and it's Double Dragon, and that's mm -hmm. where you, like, that's where the line, you got 50,000 on Double Dragon? Like, that's the line where that comes from. Right. And you're like, alright, something's going on with this kid, and he just starts, they go to a diner, I don't know if you've been up in the area where diners are all the time, like, I don't have a lot of diners where I'm at. Yeah. Did you remember a diner with a TV in the, like, the in the table? I thought about that. Sh Shinobi? Or Ninja I, I, Gaiden? Yeah, I thought about that because I I was noticing the different set pieces this time around. Um, God, we sound so much more pretentious than anyone should be talking about the wizard. I noticed the set piece in this scene with the children. No, um, no, that's but fine. the that's fine. yeah. Well, I think what it is is so the first time they encounter each other, um, 
Jimmy destroys Haley on Double Dragon, and then since they have no, they miss the bus that was about to leave. So I think they go just across the street to a diner. Um, but yeah, he's playing straight up Ninja Gaiden on a cocktail table, uh, which is a a cocktail table is just a TV on its side with plexiglass over it to yeah. use as a table essentially. Um, I don't think but, diners would have that. No, that's the thing. Like I'm looking at that, I'm, and for some reason it didn't click till now that they are in a restaurant and that is the table because you have like no leg room underneath that thing. So no. I I wouldn't know. I didn't. I honestly did not know what a cocktail table was until probably in the past like four or five years when I encountered one for the first time. Um, and I thought they were really cool, but the least practical thing in the world. Like I've seen uh, ones that are four player games, so which would make yeah, sense yeah. at literally a barcade and nowhere else because no one's trying to sit comfortably at a bar ever. They're just well, there I've to drink and them. entertain themselves. I've seen them for people will make them at home. Like they will do like DIY ones, put flat screens in them. And that then makes that sense. is, that's their D and D table campaign. Like they can bring oh, up different okay. maps for D and D and stuff. And then they can right. just put their characters on it. Okay. So, yeah, no, but yeah, no, I guess, I, I mean, I don't, I, I've been to plenty of diners and there's no, there, none of them have no. that now. It would be, it's such a pain in the ass to take care of. Cause that's the combination of cleaning a restaurant and maintaining an arcade machine all in one. That's, and that's terrible. So what this happens is, or they find out that Jimmy's really good at the, these video games and they're like, well, we yeah. need money to get to California. So I guess we're going to start hustling people. And any, any normal child's train of thought in the eighties. Yeah, it's fine. You know, well, that's Haley's character is supposed to be the Jack of all trades. That's why she's introduced. Yeah. She, she wheeling and dealing. Gives- yeah, she she does the quote unquote quote unquote warped things that Corey won't do. So that's that's what they were saying. Yeah. So, but then they come, they find someone that Jimmy is legitimately doesn't think he can be, and and that's when we get Lucas. Was it Bolton? Oh, I don't know his last name. It doesn't matter. I, Lucas is the kid. He is the, you know, I love the power glove. It's so bad. Yeah. So that's where we first see the power glove. It can, it's in this, he's got his lackey, like, open up this suitcase. Oh, he's got like, his oh. fucking crew of goons. Are you kidding me? Yeah, he's got his mouth breathers with him. So. Yeah, he's got his, like, his scout that finds the wizard and the kids out in the restaurant and then yeah. brings them to Lucas, whose headquarters is a barely used uh, airplane. Yeah. No, it's for a fucking um, uh, like a a small airfield or something because there's oh, planes like taking off in the yeah. background and stuff. It's like, what? Are you, where are you people? I know you're in the desert, but I know there's other stuff out there too. Um, and and so yeah, so his lackeys are there and like whip out the case of games, which has like maybe a dozen, and he's like, I've got ninety seven. Yeah, <laughs> and ninety seven. <laughs> and then it's like somebody's bringing out the keys to the golden eye satellite. Nope, it's the fucking power glove. Um, and, and that which, thing, which by debuted the way, a week before know, this movie, I didn't know if they were actually going to put the sensors on the TV, but they fucking did. But also oh, really? little history, okay. little history is he's playing rad racer. And while I do think that is one of the games that is compatible with the power glove, it does not work as well as he was showing it. How, like how it does. Mm. He was doing like very little back and forth and it was turning. Per- that's not how we're we're going to talk about the Power Glove in a later episode because I got a lot of shit to talk about the Power Glove. Yeah, he was but, doing like a lazy Fred Durst move. Yeah, he wow. was like, let's roll and roll and roll. Yeah. And like, yeah. And, uh, and that's the thing is Jimmy, from the way that the movie is telling everything, 
Jimmy doesn't even get intimidated by Lucas. He doesn't care about Lucas. No. What upsets Jimmy is at one point, I guess, Corey, which is Fred Savage's character, kind of feels like Lucas is hitting on Haley. So he, like, stands up for her. And then Jimmy's like, that's bullshit. And he just walks out. Bros before <laughs> hoes. Yeah, I mean, that's basically what it kind of is. Nerds before birds. So, like, Jimmy's just, like, this amazing character that's like, yeah, nobody can beat me. But, <laughs> like, I still have feelings. So, But I want to hang out with my brother. Well, it's so dumb, too. It's like a defense mechanism of Corey. Yeah. yeah, it's a defense mechanism of Corey because uh, he's like, oh, I'm better at this, so I'm going to get all the ladies. And he's like, I think he's, I think Corey says something like, keep your power gloves to yourself because I've got yes. this one or something like that. And it's just yes. like, oh, God, dude, please. Um, the it wasn't great. Yeah, fucking mullet bully Lucas with his power glove and his long trench coat in the middle of the desert. Um it's so weird. It's so it's strange to think that that would be intimidating back then because now we've suffered through all the gimmicks of video games that my train of thought would be, okay, cool, you're good at the one game that works well with that one peripheral that no one else knows about. So great. If there's a contest and there's that, maybe you'll win. But nobody uses that thing, so fuck off. The but, uh, character that plays Lucas, his name is Jackie Vincent. Yeah, he. Uh, we don't need to get into his background, but... He's no. <laughs> not doing so great, is all I'll say about that. Um, but but yeah, you wouldn't think this is a game video game movie at first because there's 16 minutes in, they play Double Dragon, but then it's not for another 10 minutes until you see a video game again, and that's when they're uh, playing the NES at um, the dealership or something. Or not the dealership, the auto. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're playing uh, the mechanics. Mario 2. That's what they were playing, yeah. I think so. The U.S. version. And... Uh, Oh, crap. I was going to say something, but I freaking lost it. Oh, also, too, they don't even say Nintendo until about, I would say, three-fourths through the movie where they decide that they want to get Jimmy to the tournament that Lucas has told them about, which is Video Armageddon, where they can win $50,000. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, okay. and Because they call the Nintendo Power, like, hotline. Not the hotline, but it's like the the, the cheat uh, sheet or the code lines or something like that. What is it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, um, but they don't yet. They also, she also says at one point when they decide on their game plan, um, Haley says, I've got these power magazines. Like she doesn't even say Nintendo power. power. So I wonder if they're, it's very, it's unfortunately, it's really difficult to find. Well, a, it's really difficult to find history of Nintendo because they're so hush about so much stuff. Um, and, uh, and that's kind of why another movie and another book, a book called Console Wars, which is literally Sega versus Nintendo. People are like, it's so one-sided to Sega. That's because Nintendo would not talk to the author. Like, they yeah. would not devolve their history. Um, but the... Uh, so I wonder how much Nintendo... Like, if they had a limit on how many times you could even say your name in the movie. Because they, they would do something right. like that. Or if yeah. there was like, you know, we don't want to lead up to too much, then and blah blah blah. You can um, show five games and the power glove and say something our name insane, once. something insane like so. that. Um, but because uh, the director also mentioned, like, when they brought the power glove onto the set, that it was it was relatively coveted. Like it was, they were kind of it was brought in a case like that and everything. Yeah, it had only um, been out for two weeks. 
Yeah, well, not it wasn't even out at the time of making this movie because you figure oh, it, right. it released yeah. when this movie released, like that same. And there's week so or many kids on this on this set that they're probably like, "What is that? That's awesome!" Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's um, uh, yeah. I let's see what else here. Um, I do enjoy. Oh, I do enjoy how they go back and forth so quickly between the Bow Bridges and Christian Slater looking for the kids. And also what the kids are doing because yeah. they were smarter than all of Naughty Dog making The Last of Us 2 instead of having one story told for five weeks and then going to the other story. They went back and forth and back and forth. So you get nonstop stuff. Granted, this, yeah. is, a, this is aimed at children, but um, the fucking slashing of tires and smashing of of headlights and crap. Yeah. yeah, it was nuts. I love that scene. It's so but unnecessarily it's not even like, violent. It's not even like they go there, like like they go to the dad and Christian Slater's scene for a com- comedic effect. Like there's comedy parts in there, but there's like legitimate story building there as well. Like just like because Christian Slater's character feels really really bad because he was supposed to be watching Jimmy and Jennifer, and mm-hmm. that and Jennifer ended up dying, so he could never live with himself. So him to be able to like talk to his dad and like. Because he, likes, like you said, steals the pickup truck. He's out drinking all the time. Right. But then it was also really cool, too, too, to see that the video games kind of brought them together. Yeah, it was, yeah, strange. But they did do that. And speaking of video games, this movie coined the beginning of people pretending to play games very poorly. Like, <laughs> like seizing okay. in their seats, okay, like look, jumping I'm, with their entire torso. No, I don't want to. Yeah, okay. Go ahead and I'm try to defend this to de- bullshit. I, I, it's very loose, but I am only going to defend that because they wanted to show that he's the older generation that doesn't understand how it works, but still wants to play the game and stuff like that. Because I knew mm-hmm. adults that would play like that. Like, mm-hmm. I know some people that would do that. Even to this day, they kind of play like that. Yeah. And, uh... Because, you know, Christian Slater's character doesn't do that, or Jimmy's character doesn't do that. You know, it's just the older character that does it. Oh, I Dad's suppose. wacky and doesn't know what video games are. He got the scroll and is going to defeat Mecha Turtle and get the River Dragon. I forget. I don't know. He says Barbarian weird. He yeah, says, like, the, Barbar- the Barbarian. The Barbarian. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, what? The Barbarian. And the subtitles uh, do not spell Hyrule correctly. So, oh really? Okay. I love how high and then rule. <laughs> oh nice. I love how um when the dad's getting into the game and the the second time they're out at the mechanics and Christian Slater um unplugs the controller but that completely turns off the whole console. So either you got some yeah. loose connections or that TV's fucked, but <laughs> I would not turn I off the console. Re- I didn't really have any complaints with anything they were saying <clears throat> into the in the games until they started playing Mario 3 at the end. Oh, oh well, they like, didn't know what to yell because nobody had played it also, you know? Well, the one guy's like, all right, they just got through World 2. I was like, that's level 3. And I'm just like, <laughs> that was my snootiness coming out. Well, in Haley's like, yelling, like, get the star, get the star. And Corey's yelling, like, get the warp, which is how people, I think how, well, people learned of the warp whistle through this movie. Yeah. That was not common knowledge It's the knowledge only reason yet. it's in the movie because yeah. if you watch the movie, nobody knows what Mario 3 is. They In this world that they have established in this movie, it does not exist yet until this tournament. And he knows in the first castle in Grassland to fly up and get a warp whistle. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, I know. 
It doesn't whatsoever. I was so mad. I didn't think I would be mad about the Super Mario 3 shit, but I was mad about it. I, you know, it makes sense now that you say this is your first time watching it, because when you were talking about this another time, you were saying the wizard is false advertisement because the power glove doesn't work with Mario 3. They never say that it does in this movie, do they? No, and okay. I'm wrong on that. So <laughs> my bad. <laughs> I thought I was really missing something because you said that somewhere else, and I was like, I don't think they... And I watched it, and, and I was like, oh, yeah, no, they don't. This was a I bad commercial the for the Power Club, too, though. It was, actually. It was only in it for, like, less than four minutes, and it only yeah. showed off Rad Racer. That was it. I think it was more of a plot device to enhance Lucas's character as a badass rather than sell yeah. this thing. So I mean, it worked. Yes, yes, it did. It was so it, bad. it was very it was a very big advertisement for the Power Glove. But yeah, like I think what happened was I looked up a list of games and I know that they played Super Mario Three at the end of the at the end of the movie, and I didn't know that Lucas didn't play with the Power Glove. Oh, I thought oh, he played okay. with the Power Glove in that scene. So I was like, that game doesn't even fucking work with the power glove. So oh, okay. I've got an egg on my face. So my bad. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Um, huh. I, uh, yeah, there were, um, trying to get my thoughts together here. Speaking of the auto shops and the mechanics, there was actually one pretty cool camera panning shop where they are, uh, when he learns of the second time of his truck getting towed and they're talking about whatever, and he's like, well, we stripped it. And the camera pans oh, yeah. out and goes around, like, zooms out of the whole mechanic's office over into the junkyard, essentially, where the, the truck has already it. been stripped and stuff. And I was like, that was a pretty cool shot. Which, that was all one way, thing. So. Christian Slater and a bunch of mechanics build a vehicle. Oh, does that, is that how that goes? I <laughs> Because that the somehow. way it is, is Christian Slater walks back into the mechanic's office and his dad is playing Zelda, The Adventures of Zelda, and he yeah. hasn't been doing anything with it. He's like, all right, the truck's done. And he's like, what are you doing? Stop playing the game. I was like, Christian Slater just built a fucking truck. We like, fixed it. Yeah. that's what, And what's funny is I love, and I didn't catch <laughs> it until, towards the end, but it's all made of different, like the the two doors are different colors. The oh, tailgate's okay. a different color. Nice. Like it's, it's like they literally put a vehicle together. It's really, really funny. So sure. Hey, the power I mean, of a spoilers, montage. Spoilers. Jimmy wins the tournament just barely because he learns of the warp and goes to big world. And you're like, great. They get 50,000. Well, they get 25. Uh, Haley gets the other 25 and, they're going home, everything's happy-go-lucky, and you're just like, why, why is Jimmy carrying this lunchbox this whole fucking time? Yeah. You find out that it has a bunch of Jennifer's mementos, like her little her shoe, and I guess some like colorings and drawings, and then he's still saying California. They're like, we just fucking left California, like, what do you want? And then come to find out, he wanted to stop at this one specific tourist place, and mm -hmm. I thought it was really sweet. It's one of the places they used to visit on all their vacations to California. Yeah. And, uh, Jimmy ends up leaving the lunchbox there, which is kind of like kind of closure for Jimmy. Like he is able to let that go and leave her where she needs to be, which is in the past. And hopefully Jimmy's going to move. No, when Jimmy is like in his twenties, he's going to have to go to therapy, but it doesn't matter. Like it's a nice little closure and a wrap up of the movie. And honestly, like I said, I didn't like the movie at first. I was like, what the fuck is this? And that sec my second watching of it today, I was just like, this is a good movie. Like, this is very enjoyable. I really like this. I'm <laughs> glad I own this. And even Hallie watched, like, the last three-fourths of it. She goes, this movie's weird, but it's not bad. So, wow, I thought 
the what the messages that you were texting me you you texted me while you were watching it saying man this sure is a movie and then when you finished it you said man that sure was a movie so i was like oh i think Corey hates this but that might spark good conversation but i, I had to reflect on it I misinterpreting on it. yeah okay well that's cool I was trying to look up just now um, what that dinosaur place is because we didn't describe it really at all. It's just a fucking. It's two da- dinosaurs in the middle of the desert, in like a gift shop or something. It's a Except the gift trap. shop is in the dinosaur. I don't know. Um, and it's not being manned by anybody and just completely open. So. Yeah, apparently it's called. It, it's in Capazon, California, and it is called Capazon Dinosaurs, formerly Cloud Bell's Dinosaurs. It's a roadside attraction. And uh, Danny the Dinosaur and Mr. Rex. Um, oh, it's best known for its first appearance, for its appearance in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. It's one of those places that? where they're like, we can film out here and no one's going to know where it's at. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's uh, crazy. What was I going to say? Oh, it's also the, the family genealogy is a little weird because uh, you have, yeah. you have, okay, so we have mom and dad who are divorced. Dad yes. has custody of Christian Slater and Fred Savage. Mom and stepdad have custody of Jimmy. But before right. that, mom and st- and you know, mom and dad were married. They were all family with Jennifer. But Jimmy and Jennifer are still only Christian Slater's and Fred Savage's half brothers yeah. because they were he was married before to their other mother that passed away. I think, I think, I think Bo Bridges had Fred and Christian before, yes, and, and so they're Christine Jimmy's half brother. And had Jimmy and Jennifer. Yeah. Yes, I think that's what happened. They didn't have to go that crazy with it. Nope, like, they didn't. They, but they, they needed some faces, I guess, or something. I don't know. I guess maybe they were like, "Well, we said they were half brothers at one point. How are we going to make up for that later down the road?" So, <laughs> like. No, it's a good movie. If you've never watched it, if you don't like sappy, well, it's not even. Well, no, it's sappy, and it gets like I said, it gets fucking dark at some points. And it does. also, you see how people, especially back then, didn't know how to handle mental illnesses. Or yeah, stuff this is like, like straight up borderline when they put them in a fucking museum to just watch them. I was for, waiting for the R word. I got every word. But oh yeah, the yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We got moron, dork. We got. Which might be why I didn't pick up on it, like the fr- when I saw this as a kid, that anything was really, quote unquote, wrong, wrong with him. Because, yeah. and I, I think actually, if they didn't have him say California, it would have come off more clearly that they wanted him to be the Rain Man of the movie. Um, yeah. But it, it was stupid. It, it was so bad and poorly done uh, for for that time for a child to seem like that. I don't know. It, it, like someone did not do their research. <laughs> like someone watched Rain yeah. Man and said, "This is how he will act." Um, well, what's weird is too. Uh, it doesn't help that Jimmy's character looks just like my nephew, like exactly like my nephew. Because my wife walked in and I said, "Look, it's our nephew." I'm not going to say his name on the podcast, and she yeah. goes, "Holy crap! It looks just like our nephew." Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's scary. Yeah. It is, but she's like, he's a like a tamed down or a, a toned down version of our nephew. I'm like, yeah, a little bit. Huh. So, but no, overall, I enjoyed the movie, and I think um, people who have never seen it before should watch it. Yeah, I think it it I I definitely saw this as a kid, so I think it set the standard of any movie starring children should have them go on an adventure like this because it's very right much like kids are their own people. They are strong. They are individuals. They don't need no damn adults 
fuck them. Let's go skateboard. Until Uh, all their money is stolen and then they're about to go call their dad. (laughs) Correct. Um, And so, like, it's, yeah, it's like a smaller Goonies. It's like a budget Goonies or it's like a, uh, what what is that movie? Prehysteria? Prehysteria? The kid from Last oh, Action Hero stars in it with tiny dinosaurs. It it it's in that ballpark. I don't know. I might be dating sure. myself. I'm old. Shut up. Uh. So, but some a couple little notes from the director's commentary, um, that I thought were interesting. Uh, one thing the, let's see here. Oh, in the junkyard when um Haley's like, I don't know what the hell she is. Um, she's been fucking jumping trains or something but like she finds this junkyard and she's like i know a place and they go and just camp out in an abandoned um uh uh oh my Daddy. god what's semi-truck what you, it, it st- sets it up that she would know that yeah whatever uh, but um <laughs> so but the director set up was payoff. <laughs> talking about this scene uh when um in it it's just the kids hanging out in, in this set that they built in the middle of the desert, basically, but Corey tries to scare Haley with a mask and she punches him. Yep. Just straight up punches him, but the mask exaggerates like his neck snapped or something almost. Well, it it insinuates that he passed out. I guess so, but the scene cuts there, but he he mentioned how this this scene originally was going to go on longer with Corey nursing the black eye and Haley just doing her own thing and Jimmy in the background talking to a ghost in the dark. I'm like, where the fuck is this scene? Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute, sir. That needs to be you can't gloss over that. Yeah, he so I, I haven't watched all the whole new layer onto the movie. Like, talking about so Jimmy's just a medium too? What are you talking about? Like um, I don't know, maybe that's in the deleted scenes. I hope so. I he didn't I don't remember if he said it was it was filmed or not. Uh, but I, I had to, I had to bring that up cause that was just fucking nuts to me. Um, and uh, another thing he kept talking about though, it's totally, it's not legal to have kids in a casino, even with adults. So they had to like build a set next to the casino inside. So yeah. there's a part, the part where, um, Putnam is the child retriever that we never mentioned the actual name of when Putnam finds yeah. Jimmy and he goes to grab him. You see him walk beyond the this like fence where a security guard is. That fence yes. they literally built because on yes. the side of it that we don't see behind the camera is the casino. So they had to like bring all these arcade cabinets and this stuff in and have these yeah. kids play and make it seem like. Which did confuse me as a child and so as an adult until I watched this commentary that kids were just in a casino hanging out and that there were just arcade cabinets so- for all of them to enjoy. <laughs> That shit's not true anymore because we were walking through casinos all throughout Reno and our third, our 11-year-old niece was with us and they didn't say shit to us. Oh, but okay, interesting. I will say there was a downstairs into one of underneath one of the casino's main levels that had a kid arcade carnival area. That oh, it was okay. like you could the take place. kids down there. Well, no, it was basically you know all the all the games you would see at a shitty carnival or a fair. It was basically all of those, but yeah. like the casino version. Okay. And so maybe they were like, "Hey, maybe we should make kid casinos." Like, what, what is it? The the Patton Oswalt talks about Chuck E. Cheese. He's just like, "Come on down to the Rat Concert and Child Music Casino." Like, <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah, that's what it is. We laugh all the time. But, uh, yeah, it's just weird. You're like, they're not supposed to be there. Also, is no one else hearing them yell to Spanky how to play craps? Like, 
No one's listen. No one listens to kids. You kidding me? It's I don't know. That whole scene didn't make sense because there were obviously deleted scenes of her talking to him before that. Suddenly, they're just at a casino yelling at an adult man to gamble properly. It yeah. does. <laughs> and they swindle him. They they win four hundred dollars. They only give him ten. Like, yeah, <laughs> Spanky's a fucking pushover. Um, I love Spanky. <laughs> and uh, another, I'm sure you were laughing at this. One of the scenes where uh, Bo Bridges, Christian Slater, and Putnam are uh, just terrorizing each other, like in the middle of the street between their car. It's a fucking, yeah. uh, it's like a backwater twisted metal game for a second between their cars. And there's just this old cowboy on his rocking chair. <laughs> drinking a Bud Light. <laughs> drinking a Bud Light and just like, and I, I was watching that. I'm like, oh, because I've lived in places where there there have been people that just plant the chair at the end of their driveway. Yeah. Like nothing goes on in this town. There. But like, yeah, or or not not even on their porch, but just like in their front yard, just to like sit out there and just watch the world go by. And I'm like, oh, this is what this guy lives for. This is why he does this every day, because it's like NASCAR like, eventually. This crazy shit going on yeah. outside. Now give me another wiser. So- yeah, yeah. And but um, the director mentioned this guy, so I'm like, oh, I need to rewind. What was he talking about? And because he he goes he he says that um that uh that, no joke. This guy was already there when they were scouting towns and locations, uh. and he's just sitting there in that chair. And he actually said to the director. Uh, he goes, hello, and the director says, hello. And he, out in the middle of nowhere, like the desert town of nobody can pronounce the name because there's 15 people that live there, they just say, hello, hello. And then the guy in the rocking chair says to him, out scouting locations? Like the, mo- <laughs> like the director mentions this because he could not believe this guy in the middle of nowhere just throws exactly out the most what they were doing. just throws out the most Hollywood question. <laughs> the town has to be like they see a lot of that come through. Like especially yeah. if, like if knowing that the dinosaur place was in multiple movies and stuff like that. So Yeah, right. Yeah. I uh, I love well, that scene though. I'm guessing so I guess Scotty, you do you enjoy this movie. You do like it. I like it and I know it's not a great movie, but it's a fun kid adventure and not many of those are pulled off well and have also aged well there are definitely things that have not aged well in this and we'll maybe talk about those in a second um but it is also barely a video game movie (laughs) and so it's like i don't the cover doesn't make any sense um the it's yeah, I enjoy this movie. I, I don't yeah. need to ramble about that. It's, it's it's the Power Glove and it's Super Mario 3. That's the whole reason that everyone's like, this is a video game movie. Like you said, 16 minutes in, you don't see your first video game until there. Right. I thought and, we were going to see an opening scene of a kid playing a video game or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like, what, there, if this happened today and it's happened in movies already, there would be a power pad somewhere for no reason yeah. that he's running on and playing track and field or whatever. Um yeah. But uh, one cool thing that the director also did at the beginning and the end, he thanked repeatedly, just was saying thank you to the fans so, 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 so much. And because without the fans being so vocal, uh, Shout Factory would not have even done this thing. He wouldn't even be doing this commentary yep. right now. So that's really cool. I didn't oh, know he did that. that specifically for the Shout Factory release. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, cool. and that's the reason it got released on Blu-ray and stuff through Shout Factory. So Hey, the power of the internet, you complain enough, you'll make cool things happen sometimes. Um mm-hmm. but I thought that was worth mentioning. Um and then I I had a couple of questions for us because I thought it might be good discussion questions 
just to okay. kind of tap on here because uh, we're not popular enough for listener questions. No, um, not yet. But like, yeah, overall, this is a fun movie, and I it sounds like we both recommend it. Yes, and I it, do it's recommend it's this movie. even though some. Even though the way we talk about it, it might seem that some scenes drag on. It really does pace itself pretty well, considering. I didn't the... feel bored throughout this movie. Like yeah. I was always engaged. And and if it does feel long winded at all, it's still a good time capsule because most of the things that happened in this movie cannot exist today. <laughs> no, <laughs> or also, cannot happen it, today. They make the Nintendo Entertainment System seem like it's very portable friendly, and it's not. <laughs> no, especially with the hookups that they had of like the individual satellite dish things and stuff. Oh yeah, but the the RC cables or whatever it was with the little box. Yeah, I not those. yeah, like the weird thing. Not even the cable boxes. Yeah, not even the coaxial. Yeah, this was when like not everybody had a cable box to actually plug that coax cable into and stuff. Yeah. Um So, but uh, so I thought of a couple maybe discussion points or whatever. Um. And I'm kind of surprised, maybe a fan has tried to do this, but I wondered, like, this is clearly the Nintendo commercial. Like, what would happen if this was Sega's 90-minute commercial? Like, what do you think they would use as their game, or would they, or, you know what I mean? Or would they? I mean, or would it be they, an arcade? If, if they did a cookie-cutter carbon copy of The Wizard, uh, if you're just asking, like, what games would they put in and replace, like, the Nintendo games, you're obviously going to have your Sonic 1. You're going to have Sonic. Mm -hmm. uh, you're going to have... Uh, probably Shinobi would replace Ninja Gaiden, so you'd have yeah. Shinobi on there. Uh, Double Dragon... Ah, shoot, I don't know. What was... Uh, Streets, was when did Streets, Streets of Rage, Rage come out? Was not... I don't know. Um... I think this it would lead, but instead of Mario three, this would probably lead into Mario. Uh, well, Jesus, Sonic two. Yes, uh, I think. Um, and it would be, it would be, it would be. Jimmy would have to be paired up with somebody, and their team would have to make it. And then that it would be him and Lucas would be teamed up, and they would right. have to like be like hate each other, but like also it's Goku versus Vegeta, but they have to team up together to beat Boo or something like that. Something. Uh, First Streets dumb. of Rage. They should never make that movie. No, nope. so. <laughs> First Streets of Rage didn't release till '91, so this was not. That wouldn't have been in the cards at all. But yeah, uh, we can fluctuate it by a couple years. We'll yeah, fuck that. it. So they'd have they'd have Altered Beast in there because nobody liked that game, even though they said Wise they do. From your grave. Yeah. Um. So that's yeah. That's what would happen though. It would end up with that, yeah. and there there would be there. I don't know. They they for no reason at all. They would insult Nintendo continually throughout it, but. <laughs> Oh yeah, the, oh it would be super edgy. Yeah, like yeah. this. This would be the movie would be from Lucas's point of view instead oh, yeah. of from Jimmy's point. That's the Sega version. That's the spinoff. That's the spinoff. Yeah. Lucas is like, "Fuck Nintendo, I'm going Sega." Yeah, That's he never happens. wants to pick up another Nintendo system because he got beat by yeah. Jimmy. And then he just ends but... up in the fucking. Uh, he just ends up in the cool clubhouse of the first Turtles movie. Where yeah, there you go. There's skateboarders and kids smoking cigarettes oh everywhere, and they're just playing. They're just playing narc all day. Um, oh, man, it sounds like the fucking dream, right? <laughs> uh, it is. That scene is, yeah. Uh, and so everything else is. Should this movie get remade? Do you think? Could they no. do it? And I, I put no. in the notes here. Kind of did it with Ready Player One already to an extent, but I was wrong. They didn't do it with Ready Player One. And I forgot what I was going to say instead. Fuck me. So I, for people that don't know, who have never listened to me ramble about movies, uh, I don't think remakes should happen of movies that are good. Yeah. 
I think you need to take a source material that didn't do well, or maybe it's a classic that you want to turn a spin on. That's the only time where you could take a, me- a moderately okay movie and then try to make something good of it. Uh, but no, this movie oh. should not be remade because it's going to be like you think ad. You thought this was bad with ads. Wait until they yeah. remake it. It would be terrible. Also, you can't make a movie like this nowadays with cell phones. Right. They'd have to do something to get rid of those. Or actually, you know what would happen is they would just push it to the mid 90s. And they would just make it a yeah, 90s movie instead. That. Yeah, that's what's I mean, because that's the that's the decades that's selling right now. Um, but I realized actually more so they've kind of already done what would be a remake with Video Game High School, that web series, if you've seen that at all. Um, oh. which it's it's a it's a decent show um it's by rocket jump but okay. uh he, that one is a it is a video game high school and kids are like go you see their perspective going into the game and being the dude running around with the gun and whatever um but i think if this was made for current times it would be a dude working uh not a dude it would be a gamer working their way up through the ranks into esports championship of whatever Ugh. But yeah, you'd have to find a way to make that more entertaining than a dude just clicking the mouse all day. Like, I'm not going to watch a guy rise up in the ranks of fucking League of Legends, a game no. that I don't care about already, you know? So it's... You it's know I mean, that's what would happen. That's There's no video Armageddon because there's esports. That is true. You are correct. I just got. I just thought of Grandma's Boy. Now, now I want to watch Grandma's Boy. So. Uh, I don't like that movie. Now I'm just angry. It's not a good movie by any... Nope by any means but i'll watch anything that has linda cardellini in it so <laughs> i don't even remember who that is um She's the chick off of freaks and geeks so oh okay yeah uh so what was your Sorry, favorite lady. part of this movie my favorite part of this movie uh i'll do two things the sappy i did i very much like the ending i very very much like the ending I which it like could it. they they could have uh the director mentioned also they didn't even want he was directly told I forget by which party to not film the dinosaur part. So it could have just ended after video Armageddon. Which would not have been as good. <laughs> it wouldn't have made it wouldn't have made sense, but honestly, when that's happening, as the family gets together, you kind of forget about that stuff until it does happen. I did. Oh, well, forget. all right, sorry. <laughs> but, no, I, I absolutely for a serious one, I did like the ending. It would have been better well. if you said I didn't and then slammed your lunch pail in front of the camera. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, uh, funny. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I liked, I liked the banter before, between the dad and the uh, dad and Christian Slater, just because I like Christian Slater. So yeah. a lot of that stuff. Like the truck one was really funny, where he's just like, "We finished the truck," and I was just like, "You what?" Like, <laughs> uh, but no. The overall, the other stuff. Like I said, I. So you're going to start noticing, especially when we start doing more episodes of this podcast, that I do very much so like movies that are depressing. They are very sad movies. I One of my favorite movies ever is The Thing. Uh, it's a very sad movie. Uh, I also I just like sad movies. My favorite Star Wars movie is Empire Strikes Back, which ends on a huge fucking downer. Like mm, That's kind I, of everybody's I, favorite Star Wars, though. Well, yeah. Well, it's either that or Return, because a lot of people are like Return's like the cool one. I'm like, yeah, the other one's cooler though. But no, that I I really liked. I didn't. I did not expect this movie to have this level of seriousness and darkness to it. But yeah. I'm glad I was. I I'm not very pleasantly surprised with movies nowadays, uh, because 
I'm gonna be honest with you, movies that today kind of suck after a while. Yeah, like you'll get the very rare ones every once in a while where you're just like, that was very, very good. I did not expect that movie to be that good. You'll get a lot of that from indie indie directors and stuff like that. Which unfortunately, if an indie director does very well, then Marvel's like, here's a movie, and I'm just like, all mm-hmm. right, this this could go really bad or really good. So anyway, uh, yeah, that was my favorite parts of the movie. So. <laughs> Uh, movies today that are good or movies rely too much on the g- computer graphics and uh, special effects and stuff. They well, don't we're practical uh, boys. So yeah, I don't, I don't learn about movies that are good based on the acting and the drama and whatever until like the dumb award ceremonies come out. Um, yeah. unfortunately, but, uh, I, you know, I asked this question and I didn't have an answer prepared. <laughs> so maybe well, I'm glad I was long winded. So. Maybe I should have thought of something ahead of time. Um, but there's a lot of stuff that I enjoy. Uh, the director mentioned that he didn't even realize Toby Maguire was in this until fans pointed it out to him. What? Oh, Jesus. All right. All right. Th- th- turn it back on, I guess. And what the- thing was it? Just type in Tobey Maguire, uh, Google it real right. quick, because you got to see it, it now. Um, when it it's after the first round of Video Armageddon, when they're out on the steps, and uh, and uh, Lucas and his goon squad, Tobey Maguire is in the background, just looking at him with that um, kid mullet, probably a rat tail sort of hairdo. Um, yeah, but uh, the director didn't even know, because it's like, I don't know, casting, extras... He didn't say that. He he was just as surprised as anyone else that Tobey Maguire was in his movie. Um, I think he does get a credit though, even though he doesn't have a speaking a uh, spoken line. Oh, at he all. was the kid. Yeah, he's the kid all the way off to the left. He does one hundred percent have some weird mullet. Yeah, how about that? The picture um, quality is. Oh God, yes. Even at this bad picture quality, I can still see that that is Tobey Maguire's face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. Oh, I think that was actually his first. Um, on screen part scene. or something something like that yeah so he probably wasn't even credited for this movie <laughs> i think he was but uh yeah i i don't know i like the movie there's a lot of weird parts there's a lot of good parts um there's a lot of parts that didn't age well yes uh, i do i do i think my some of my favorite parts are the unnecessarily violent altercations between the dad and and putting them the child retriever um, and I don't know, I'm a sucker for some montages if they're done well. So when they're gaming and they're like, what about that fucking hotel room they're staying in when they're gaming? It's like all yeah, teal. That's what, yeah, that's what Hallie said. She goes, where'd they get that nice hotel room from? <laughs> if by nice you want to look like the 70s vomited everywhere, then yeah, I mean, but that, it's like. In 89, maybe? Yes, well, yeah, then, but it, it's like, uh, hey, that's their hustle. They got it through their hustle money. Of, yeah, that's um, what it was. They was hustling. Yeah. Uh, the, I think maybe one of my favorite parts is when one of them is like, or when the kid, oh, you know what? Actually, yeah, I do. One of my favorite scenes is legitimately when the kids get beat up, uh, which is also something that would not happen today. Like there are certain scenes that the director points out like, oh, this wouldn't happen. Oh, this wouldn't happen. Kids running through a field and a truck is chasing them. That would not have happened. That truck would not be in that same shot as them, or it would be like a hundred yards behind them. Like it would not. Um, uh, but they get their shit taken. And one of the bullies steals Jimmy's hat that he's wearing, which is the hat of, uh, Bo Bridges landscaping service or something. So the bully's wearing the hat and, 
Uh, Bo and Christian Slater are at, they stop at a diner and see the kid wearing the hat by himself at a, at a booth, uh, eating or whatever. And so they walk over and approach him and Christian Slater's like, can I ask where I got that hat? And the kid's like, yeah, or something like, do you mind I if I ask where you got that hat? And the kid's like, yeah, I do mind. <clears throat> yeah. And then the dad comes up and like flips the brim and he's like, where'd you get the hat? Or something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, holy fucking shit. These guys are about to beat up a child. This is great. And then the dad grabs him. Like, yeah. this is not a child. This kid is, like, a late well, teenager. Yeah. He's, like, Christian Slater's age. But right. he grabs him, and I'm just like, oh, he's going to go to jail. <laughs> and yeah, then Luke pipes in. But I was like, I, I found that almost more satisfying than if Jimmy punched him in the face or something. Because it's like, dad's about to take this kid out. Because you clearly took that hat from my son, you little shit. Yeah. And like, but I, like I imagined him to lean in and be like, "I will murder you." Like, yeah. <laughs> but I love that scene because not only is that satisfying, but then a kid at the at the bar at the whatever Lucas, uh, yeah, is it? Yeah, but he's like, they're going here, and he opens up a giant two-page spread in this fucking magazine of video Armageddon. I'm like, God yeah. damn it, I love that. That dates this movie so much, but I love that. That is like yeah. here they. Plot device, you know. How about like, that announcer at Video Armageddon? Oh my God! Yeah, he was that great guy, too. Yeah, he was that sweaty. Whole, and and I, he had no voice probably after all of that. Um, yeah, that was fun. Um, and then I did have another question for us: What parts aged the worst, or maybe aged the best? I think I kind of mentioned one that aged the best with that dumb magazine. Um, yeah. The obviously what aged the worst because i do remember laughing at this seeing it and even recently watching it with rachel who had never seen it but when Haley uh yells and points to putnam as he's grabbing jimmy and like lifting him up off the ground she yells he touched my breast and i'm like oh my god and even the director is like that got a great laugh in the theater but today that would not go well at all (laughs) not at all no. Uh yeah, that one that one wouldn't make it uh I don't think yeah, like you said the the truck run like not running them down, but chasing them down. Mm-hmm. That one probably wouldn't uh make it either. I don't know, man. It's just like I I cringe to think how they would remake this and I don't I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't think anybody wants it. Please don't do it. Like yeah. I don't want the like if they dude, I tell you right now, if they announce a remake in like 4 months, I'm going to be like, someone's listening to us. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but that'd be scary. I don't think, uh, sheesh, I don't even know. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of other parts that did not or did age well. Parts that did not, like, just straight up the uh, using the payphone. A lot of things wouldn't age well without the use of cell or with the use of cell phones. Um, the child casino waitress is the one I keep thinking about. That, like, that is one. bad. Yes, because she uh, was in like a like a like a like because they make like those, a French maid outfit almost. They make the, like those waitresses wear pretty skimpy clothing because well, he walks by. Uh, Putnam approaches another waitress that is like one step away from being a Playboy bunny the way she's dressed. Yeah, um, yeah, that wouldn't and. I mean, hell, he's next to some elderly man in a speedo, which I forget about yeah. every time I'm watching this movie. <laughs> as soon as that guy came on screen, she goes, "Whoa!" And I was like, "That's a neon dong right there." Is what yeah. that is. Mm-hmm. That's a great screen name too. Um, uh, neon dong. Yeah. Jeez, uh, there's just a lot that happens in this movie that's great and and horrible, and all of it's great. Also, um, I had a note here, and I looked away, and now I lost my own note. 
What the hell was I looking at? People should watch it. That's yeah. That's what that's it's the good. Verdict. It's good. Um, I found all kinds of drinking games you could play with this too. Like every time somebody says California, uh, I thought of one. Seeing this again, anytime a gold cartridge is on screen, because it's never super obvious, and it happens a couple of times that you spot the gold Zelda cartridge. Um, I mean, oh. in Lucas's Lucas's box has a gold oh, cartridge. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's sitting on top of a couple systems uh, throughout. I forget where exactly. Um, I, oh man, I just I just got depressed thinking that if this movie happened today, there would be some reason for them to like walk into a GameStop and be like, "Where this game be at that game there?" I don't know. No, what they would do is they would walk into a retro shop and be like, "What's all this?" Uh... And then there would be Jimmy behind the counter. This ain't no Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, he'd be like, what are you kids doing in here? And his yeah. shop would be in California. So. Oh, of course. 100%. 100%. Uh, God, um, one other thing I noticed... Bill, I yeah? imagine Bill Murray from the the newer Ghost... But not the new Ghostbusters movie, but the the one with the... Melissa... What's her name? Uh, Melissa McCarthy. Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCartney. Like that. Yeah. How they got Bill Murray's character in there? I'm just like, uh, Bill Murray. He was just like, I don't want to be in this, but I'm getting paid. So yeah, probably. Um, the uh, the scene where they call the Nintendo hotline. Um, yeah, that guy who's helping Haley out on the phone is definitely in two different rooms during the same phone call because it mm-hmm. starts with him and he's t- he has to turn to his right to face his computer, and then literally the next scene of him, he turns to his left to look at the computer yeah. in a different cubicle. Um. I cannot imagine that job, and those don't exist. Uh, that that's one thing that's aged great. That that I will say aged great because those don't exist. And like, if this have, oh god damn it! I I can this could be a whole teens react video just watching this movie. Um, I don't want it. Yeah, no, I don't want it at all. Um, having worked in a cube, uh, phone. Oh my god, what is it called? Call call service call. You you got uh, it. Telemarketer. Well, no, not a telemarketer, because I wasn't calling out to people. I was taking calls from people. Um, Call center. Jesus Christ. Having worked in a call center, um, it's not the worst environment, but it gets repetitive. But I don't know. I I can't imagine doing that and, like, having kids screaming at you over the line and just being like, put your your mom on the phone. Where's your mom? Put your... I'm ending this call. I'm ending this call. Would you like to take this survey? (laughs) I googled teens react to the wizard and it doesn't exist. So oh, there fuck. you go. Well, don't tell them because I don't want it. I got depressed when I couldn't when I watched two dumb children try to figure out a rotary phone. I don't want to hear this. What happened? Someone talking to you? Apparently, Google heard something it liked because it started talking to me. So. Oh shit! It's that ghost that Jimmy was talking to. Um. You better shut your damn mouth right now, sir. <laughs> so this has been Act One of the Static Zone podcast. Uh, I don't know how to end this elegantly because we haven't had to yet. Uh, <laughs> but I think, do we want to give anything ratings as we talk about them? Or just tell people whether or not to watch them? How do you want to approach that? What do you think? You know what? We'll, we'll just do them basic. Like We'll just say, watch it. Or don't watch it. Or avoid it. Or burn it. Give, like, give it so a shot. We can... Yeah. Give it a shot. Give it one shot. If it if if anything that we talked about in this movie that we enjoyed made you cringe, maybe give it a shot with your beverage of choice to help the movie go a little quicker. But it's also super digestible because it's only like ninety minutes long. Yeah. Um, good. And, it's good uh, hour and a half. 
Yeah. So I don't know what how much it costs on Shout Factory, but that's probably the easiest way to get it at a at a reasonable price. Because I'm sure before that came out, people were trying to sell the VHS for stupid amounts of money. Oh yeah. I mean, if you don't care about physical, you can just go on Amazon Prime. It's on there. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. No. Uh, I think what we should, if you liked what you listened to, we're gonna have more podcast or we're gonna have more episodes come out. Uh, we're gonna have more podcasts. We're, we're starting another one. <laughs> yeah. Just every this is every episode's a new podcast. We got to think of everything and figure it out. Yep. But no, uh, rate, review, you know, even if you didn't like it, review it. It still gives us numbers. Like, put it on there. Anytime you listen, you know, wherever you listen to it. Spoofy, iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, Bojangles, <laughs> wherever. Um, man, I want Bojangles. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, thanks for listening, and uh, hopefully we, we enticed you to watch a movie that you've never seen before. Yeah, we, and... Um, we're going to be talking about other movies and games and maybe books, who knows, TV series or something. We've got lists of things we want to discuss, but would happily take recommendations, um, especially on like weird stuff that maybe no one's heard of or no one's discussed, because this is a very this is going to be a laid back show. We're going to talk about whatever the fuck we want, and it does not have yep. to follow a theme. Um, over on Twitter, you can ask us questions there uh, at Static Zone Podcast over on Twitter. Yeah, I forgot we have social media. We are, uh, can you They're tell? terrible right now. We don't have a logo, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At the time of this recording, we don't have a logo. We don't, we technically have an RSS feed, but nothing is set up. No we intro haven't. No uh... music, no editor, no outro music. We just can't stop fucking talking as yeah. you, as you listen to this. That's kind of what it is. Out. We also don't have a cutoff time and realize we don't care about how long this is, so. Nope. Uh, so ending we'll see you all theme in music. California. California. He's not stupid, Dad. He's just like video games. You bought him one. Oh my god. Alright. So. And we will stop the recording now.